Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Your spirit man has already captured the memo, but the biggest problem is the thing called the mind. And so let's begin to see tonight. Um, my first scripture I'm going to read tonight. As much as this scripture, a lot of people don't like reading the scripture, but I love the scripture so much, you don't understand. Because it was a parable that Jesus himself, he used as a medium for him to make us. We, the so-called, for lack of a better word, the born-again Christian, Christ-centric people, who believe that everything had to be just be supernatural, but forgetting to understand that there's a place of the natural part. If God always wants you to operate in the supernatural, trust me, the day you gave your life to Christ, he would have taken you to heaven. The day you get born again, he would have taken you to heaven. So he understand that he wants you to also operate in this natural realm. He created you so that you can have dominion. He created you so that you can be able to replenish, to multiply, to subdue. He created all these possibilities on your inside. And so because of that, he is not going to change his mind, change his thinking, or because you are emotional, now begin to adjust his principle. No. God is a big boy to the point that your tears and emotion will not make, me, will not make him change his words, change his system, change his principle. Other than that, he will send men of God like my kind to come and tell you the truth of the gospel of Christ so that you can be awakened unto such righteousness and then take hold of everything that belongs to you. I pray for you tonight that as we begin to run this race, this month of March, as we begin to move forward in everything, in our family, in our business, every truth of the word of God you need to know, every truth you need to engage this month, it is released to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Now let's begin to look at our text this moment in the book of Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, we'll read it from 1 to verse 13. Luke 16, 1 to verse 13. Now, this is a story. It's a story they call the, the shrewd manager. It's a story that Jesus gave the people called the shrewd manager kind of story. Because the truth of it is the fact that until we begin to tell you these very particular negotiation skills uh, in the church, you will always, like the Bible make me to understand in Proverbs 22, that the rich unbeliever will always be riding over the poor prayer warrior. I'll repeat again. Until we get the truth and the negotiating skill, of how to navigate this earthly realm possibility, the rich unbeliever will always be tormenting the prayerful, powerful man of God, poor man. Because why? That's of certain realm that does not answer to powerful in spirit. It answers to the naturality and ability to apply biblical truth and system that can take you there. Luke 16 from verse 1 and verse Luke 16, sorry, from verse 1 to verse 13. Let's go. I'm reading this moment from the, from the, what's it called, from the message translation, and let's see what the scripture is saying this moment. The Bible says here, it said, Jesus said to his disciple, there was, there was a rich man who had a manager. He got a report that the manager had been taking advantage of his position by running up huge personal expenses, which means the manager apparently was using the boss's instrument, was using the boss's resources to enrich himself, which is not good because how much God has given you something, that man employed you for you to make the business grow, but all of a sudden you are using the business to enrich yourself, which means you are not faithful in the things of God, but let's continue and let's see. He says, so he called him in and said, which means this man called this manager and said, 
what is this that I hear about you? He now declared a word, almost sound like Donald Trump. You are fired. He says, and I want a complete audit of your books. The manager said to himself, what am I going to do today? I have lost my job as a manager. I am not strong enough for a laboring job. I am too proud to beg. Ah, I have got a plan. Now, this is the thing here. Now, this very particular guy, he knows one of the things I'm give, going to give you about seven points. I thought I'm going to give about seven or five points, sorry. One of the points is the fact that he understands his weakness. Because why would God want me? Why would Jesus want to use a shrewd manager as an example for us, the church, to be able to learn something? I pray tonight that as I continue, your eyes will be able to learn what you need to know and be able to run your life in truth and in grace in the name of Jesus. He now says to himself, he says one of the things, I am too proud to beg, but they are their means. I got a plan. He said, hear what I will do. He says, then when I am turned into the street, he said, people will take me into their house because now he knows what he will do so that in case if the manager fires him, I mean, the owner of the business, the big boy fired him from the company. He says, I know what I will do. Now, this is what he did in verse 5. The, verse 5, the Bible says, he said, then he went at it. He said, one after the other, which means he moved forward. He did not stay with his thinking. He wasn't praying with the thinking in which he had. The moment he got the idea and he knows that I can wrap this one, he understands his weaknesses and stuff. All of a sudden, the Bible says in verse 5, he said, then he went at it. Ability to go straight into the plan without wasting time, without you trying to overconsult. I like that very particular statement. I think Pastor Marilyn once said it on the Rested Life Women Conference of last year. Overconsulting sometimes can limit your possibility of moving forward to the the next level that God has for you over consulting the guy did not do over consulting the Bible now says him he says one after the order he called the people who were in debt to his master and said the first how much do you owe my master he replied a hundred jugs of oil olive oil the manager said here is your bill sit down here quick now write 15 then to the next he said and the, the, how much do you owe he answered a hundred sacks of wheat he said take your bill write 80. he said now here is the surprise now this is what i like about god he said now here is the surprise the master praised this crook manager the the owner who employed this very particular guy the master praised this crook manager and why because he know how to look after himself there are majority of us believers where we are dependent on whether the church is going to be the one to do it for us. The truth of it is the fact that Christ has brought the potter of the church. But you and I need to be able to use the church as a medium to enrich and to empower ourselves in the things of God. The Bible here says, he says the manager praised this crook master. He said because he know what to look after himself. Now this is a thing I like so much. He says streetwise people are smarter that smarter in this regard than the law-abiding citizen this sounds like you and i in the church we are always a law-abiding citizen we don't want to put profit you bought the product for five rand there is nothing spiritual of you selling the product of ten rand nothing spiritual because we are talking about acceleration and moving forward there is nothing spiritual of you selling the product with a profit but you want to see us as church. We are the one that is quick to say, no, come, uh, uh, are we not born again, child of God? What do you mean? You buy for five rand, at least sow it as a seed. 
sow it as a seed. We that sow it as a seed, it has crippled us the church to the point that the people of the world system can I shock you? It is very easy for even the church boys and girls, which is you and I, for us to do business with the world, and yet we don't complain. But when a church person wants to do business with you, you complain because why are uh, uh, we are both are we not in the same church? What do you mean? If you don't bring the issue of church, you bring the issue of the same denomination. Are we not Christian? And if you don't bring Christian, you just want to find a way of making sure that the profit of this xyz these brothers and sisters that is in the church does not move forward the bible says uh, it says streetwise people are smarter in this regard than law abiding he said they are on constant alert now let's begin to look at the point number one they are on constant alert which means we can see in the bible where the bible says uh, watch and pray it never said only pray it said watch and pray but the problem with us as a church, as we move forward this month, it is not about pray and pray. It is watch. What are the things that you have structured for yourself in this month? What are the things that you want to achieve in this year? After you have watched over it in thinking, after you have watched over it in arranging your mind, then all of a sudden you can then implore the supernatural. That's why the Bible says there, watch and pray. It did not say pray, then go and watch. No. You watch, and then, after you finish everything, employ the supernatural by praying. Now, let's continue and let's see. He says, now, number one, they are on constant alert. Number two, always looking for angles. They are not sitting down. They are always looking for opportunities that come. I like saying this, and I'll keep saying it all the time. For me, it's just a good example. I don't see any reason. If you have, if that's your business, it's all good. But I don't see how you want to sell Bible in this time and age and expect to be a billionaire. It's not possible. I'm sorry to say that I'm a Christian. I'm your pastor. It's okay. But I don't see how you want to because why? Everybody now, if I'm not mistaken, that is a Christian is either we have one. I can't even remember the last day I even buy Bible. I have about three different kind of Bible in my house. The truth of it is the fact that even my phone has different version of Bible. But yet you are still saying, Father, the wealth of the sinners is laid up for me for the righteous. Does the sinner read Bible? No. Look for what they are doing. Ability for you to create an opportunity. Because it is in your opportunity daring that is where you begin to get the profit that you are looking for. The Bible says they are always looking for angles. They are always looking for angles. They are always looking for angles. You want to do that very particular thing. Have you taken out the time to look for angles? Have you taken out the time to expropriate everything? To say, do I have the resources to finish this? Maybe for you, you want to start a career. You want to start that consulting business or you want to start that very particular ministry. Have you taken out the time to count the cost? The Bible says count the cost therein so that you may be able to know if you have the resources to finish the project, not just to start but to finish it to finish it he also now says um, he says they are looking for angle surviving by their wit which means they are not people that sleep they don't just use prayer 24 7 they don't do marathon prayer 24 7 as they are even praying 24 7 they are looking which opportunities on the ground though hey baba we need to look what's happening what's trending what's the new business i can do and as they are praying the holy spirit see their mind is playing that very particular thing the holy spirit begins to give them idea no you need to go into petroleum sector when you get them there's this very particular crude oil formula i'm just using petroleum sector as an example now that's what happened for this very particular guy he now says this is what the bible says then Jesus was now saying to the people, he said, I want you to be smart in the same way. If Jesus will carry a shrewd master, carry a guy who is a shrewd, he's a, let's call this, let's call the statement now, like we Nigeria say, he's a 419. 
He knows how to forward nine his boss. Or how do we call it? He's a guy who's a fraudster. He knows how to fraud his boss. But there is a particular thing that he understands. The same thing Jesus was saying. Jesus was not celebrating his fraudness. Jesus was celebrating the ability for him to have a mindset that can be able to position him. So that in case when things get rough, he can be able to stand. Now the Bible says here, he said, I want you to be smart in the same way. He said, but for what is right. Jesus gave us the template, but for what is right. Not for us to be with our boss and yet we are looking for, for how our boss will feel. Not for us to be working in the company and all of a sudden, the company there says that your time for you to resume in office is 9 o'clock and the time for you to finish is what you call 5 p.m. All of a sudden, you are in that office by what you call by 9.30 and you are even trying to carry your Bible to read and to do quiet time in the office. If I'm your boss, I'll fire you. I'm sorry. I will fire you immediately. No prayer point. Because the thing I'm paying you for, I'm paying you for 9 to 5. I'm not paying you for you to read Bible in the church, read Bible in my business. That's why sometimes we find believers, sometimes they get fired unnecessarily in the company. Because why? You don't know how to appropriate. You don't know how to look for angles. You don't know how to survive by the weight. I know that, yes, you're supposed to report at the office by 9 o'clock. And you are staying in Soweto. Your office is in Centurion. What stops you from you waking up as early as 3 a.m.? Do your prayer points. Hit the road. Get to the office by 9. In fact, not even by 9. Get to the office by 8 o'clock. If you are like me, 7. Get there by 7 o'clock. Make sure that even though you can be there before your boss. Because why? The moment you are doing all that thing, you are putting an account in the universe. And this is the thing about God. Whatever investment you put, it has to be paid back to you. This guy understands this. The Bible now says here. It says here, I want you to use the same way. It says, but for what is right. He said, using every adversity to stimulate your creative survivor. Using every adversity. See, every believer needs to go and read the scripture. Every, in fact, when you wake up in the morning, read it. Luke 16, 1 to 13. Read it. He said, use every adversity to stimulate your creative survivor. Which means the moment you don't have the money in your bank account, the moment you are broke, the moment it looks as if everybody is calling you poor, use that same circumstances. Use that, he said, use that same adversity. But we see as church, we are quick to complain. Yes, my pastor does not want to help me. Yes, the church doesn't want to come true for me. Oh, I thought maybe because I've been here, that is why they are doing me this. Maybe because I'm black, maybe because I'm white, maybe because my color is not this, or my nationality. You know all the excuse we like bringing, even some of you, maybe you are even guilty. Why? Use every, the Bible says there, using every adversity. The moment that there is a problem, you know that it's an advantage for an opportunity. Your understanding that every problem produces opportunity will make you even almost want to go and look for problem. Because why? You know that you are a problem solver. You are a solution going every place creating a mark. I'll repeat it again. Every believer is a solution going every place to create a mark. When there is a problem, they should call you first. Because why? Your ability for you to accelerate can only be produced by the solution you are able to bring on the table. Not the complaint and everything that you wish for. The solution you are able to bring on the table. That is what is going to make you a king and a queen. You and I know too in the book of Philippians chapter 2. I'm even jumping forward. But maybe you just use the scripture. Philippians chapter 2. The Bible says that Jesus did not count himself equal with God. All of a sudden he humbled himself. Even unto death. Which means he understands that the part of this natural realm. There is a system called submission. There is a system called going through. There is a system called working the process. He understands everything. And when he finished. 
You and I understand. The Bible says, and God make him to be above all. That at the mention of the name, because why? Every process that you are able to conquer in Christ, we can see it. There is always a solution. The Bible now says, they say using every adversity to stimulate your creative survivor. He said to consecrate your attention on bare essential. He said you shall live. Really live and not complacency just by going on good behavior. Good behavior is good though. But it doesn't put money in the bank account. Mm, I'll say it. Good behavior to be a good, you see, to be good is nice. Can I actually, let me say this. Church is good. But do you notice that currently now, let's even leave the part of whatever. Currently now, the richest man on planet Earth. Possibility that he doesn't even know Christ. Chances are very high. I don't even know his spiritual life because I don't judge all those guys. It's none of my business. I focus with my race. I don't know if he's given his life to Christ. When he did that, I don't know. As I'm talking now, maybe he has given his life to Christ. The things of God are mysterious. And so because of that, I am open for me to accommodate everybody. Because the day you bump into your God, I wasn't there. So because of that, but do you notice something? That they don't just operate life by just good behavior. There is a place of good behavior, but there is a place of understanding that this is a business and my part in it had to, to be in the view. Now the Bible now says also in verse 10, it says, Jesus went to make this comment. After Jesus has given that very particular parable, he now go ahead and make this very particular comment. What is the comment? It says, if you are honest in small things, he said, you will be honest in big things. Which means that it is not the part where you keep saying that until I get that 10 million rand, before I'll be able to give my tithe and my offering, before I'll be able to give to the poor, before I'll be able to sow a seed, before I'll be able to do one, two, and three. If you are honest in that 10 rand, ability for you to remove your one rand from the 10 rand, to say, Lord, this is my covenant partnership with the things of you. Ability to remove in that's what your God said so. I was saying to one of the daughters of this commission a few hours ago, I said the truth of it is the fact that as long as the Bible says so, my business is to reiterate it also for you. The Bible here says, he said, if you are honest in small thing, he said, you'll be honest in big thing. If Jesus, the all-knowing Jesus, knows that for the fact that you are not honest in the small one rand, you can never be honest in hundred rand. He knows. Remember, have you forgotten? He's an all-knowing God. He's a God whereby nothing is hidden. Remember, you are the one that is in time. He is not in time. He understands everything that is currently happening in your life. Every, the decision you are going to make now, the reason why they call him an all-knowing God, if you think now that you want to sleep, he knows what the end of your sleeping will look like. That's the reason why they call him an unknowing God. It is not because he makes your sleep to end that way. No. It is because he knows that, okay, if you now wake up, for example, I'm going to pick one random name. Let's say, for example, Shalin. You wake up in the morning and you say, okay, fine. Today, I am going to Durban. All the routes that you would take to go to Durban, even the hold of the traffic, the, the police, everything that is going to come on your way and stop you, Christ is aware of it. And so because he is aware of that very particular information, that's why he's called an unknowing God. It is not your, it is not him that helped that decide for you to go to Durban. You decide your Durban. The process of getting to Durban, he has already seen it. And so because of that, if he noticed there's an accident that will happen to you on your way to Durban, he will now probably start using things around to disturb you because why? He is an all-knowing God. But the problem is the fact we claim too smart. Now that's the problem with us as, as a church. We have become too smart than God to the point that God is folding his hand and is looking at us. And he's saying, when you are ready, we will engage life. Now, let's continue. He says, if you are a crook in the small things, you'll be a crook in big things. If you are not honest in small jobs, you will not be honest. I mean, sorry. He says, who will put you in charge of a big store? No worker can serve two bosses. He will either hate the first and love the second, or adore the first and despise the second. 
He said, you can't serve both God and the bank. You can't serve both God and the system of this world. The thing that is fighting God operating in your life, I will say this. It is not even the devil. Yes, I will say so. It's not even the devil. It is the system of this world that is contradicting your mind to the reality of what God has already embarked for you. Because why? The Bible says that he has given you all power that pertains to life and to godliness. He said, but there is a condition through the knowledge of him. So which means the devil does not have power to change your thinking. The devil does not have the power. You gave him the access for him to be able to play with your mind. But when you get to the point that in my acceleration for the month of March, if I am going to go forward, it is, has to be up to me. Now, let's look at five things that make this very particular man very strong. Before we get into, the, into our business, all this one I'm doing is just a, I call it an icy because it's going to get sweeter. Wherever I stop tonight, I'll stop, and tomorrow next week, Thursday, we will continue. But I pray that I finish tonight. Now, let's look at five things that make this man, this shrewd master that they call him in the book of Luke chapter 16. What is then? Number one, he understands his weakness. I know that, yes, you have prayed this month of March. I know that, yes, you have bind the devil. We just finished our prayer point, our prayer, fasting and prayer last, I mean, what's it called, yesterday. I know that you have compelled all the possibility. I know that you said, Lord, as I'm going forward, let favor begin to come to me. As I speak, let it answer. Let occasion respond to me as I demand. Do you see that I know the quote and I know it all? But the only way for me to be able to actualize that understanding and to make it a reality in my life, I must know what is my possibility and I must know what is my weaknesses. This guy here, the Bible says, he knows his weakness. What is his weakness? He says, one of the places in which he read, I'm going to look for it and read for you. He says, I am not strong enough to do a laboring job. He knows. He can't carry brick. He's not a bricklayer. He knows. You see this one? Forget this part. I don't, I'm not too good here. And he also has another thing. He has an ego. He says, I am too proud to beg. That's a weakness. Because the truth of it, I have this very particular saying. One, I think one man of God once asked me, um, we were cracking joke. I think it was years back before I even get into ministry. He was asking me, he said, Arlington, how will you feel if somebody wants to help you? And the person says, yes, I'm going to give you that $1 million. But I also want you to say to people that, I also want you to tell the people that I am the one who give you the $1 million. I said, ah, sir, please, can you give me the billboard? Because if you say I should just hold a plaque, it's too small. I will carry a billboard, stand on N1, write your name on top of it, and even write the amount, and also tell you thank you. Because why? My destination is the money. You are the one that is thinking that it is your name. When I collect the one billion in my account, do you think your name, you will just have an accolade that yes, you gave that into one billion, and so it ends there. But the money is in my bank account. But when people have pride and ego, ability for them to submit to just ordinary, somebody say, write my name, tell me thank you. You are, you are shouting, what does it mean? After all, the Bible says, let not your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Relax. What you want, you already have it in your hand. So what's your problem? Calm down. Calm down. Don't be too over spiritual. Don't be too heavily minded and earthly useless. Be bold. Be heavily minded and earthly useful. It is a problem for you to be spiritually minded 24-7 and yet you have no relevance on planet Earth. And that is what we are seeing with the church. Our churches are full every Sunday. Check it. 90% of our requests, God do for me. God do for me. The question there is what are you going to do for God? He has given you Jesus, the author and finisher. He has given you the fullness of the Godhead, which is currently resident on your inside. And yet, he also, at least he tried, he still maintained your brain. But the ability for you to think your way out of it, and you already say you have the Holy Spirit, then it becomes a problem. What is it, number one, with this man? He understands his weakness. Number two, he knows his chances of survival. He knows that, okay, my boss is about to fire me. <laughs> I must create a way out of this very particular thing. I 
cannot just sit and allow life to give me a bit down. I cannot sit and allow life to show me, to, to treat me as if I'm a pledge out. He understands his chances. He knows that, okay, fine, my boss is about to fire me. What other chances do I have? He understands that very particular thing. Currently now you are listening to me. You have already prayed and said, this month of March is my month of moving forward. Have you taken out the time for you to look at the chances that's available for you to move forward? It is not because God has not erupted that spiritual possibility. It is currently in operation. But the problem is the fact that we have not taken out the time for us to sit, to look at the chances that is available. What chance do I have this month? What are the things I need to engage? And some of them also, probably some of the chances, the fact that you remove your friends. And the friends that is not going to make you move forward this month, remove them. What benefit do you have? No, but you understand, we've been friends for 20 years, and so? 20 years friend, and yet there's no 20 million in your account. What are you saying? No, think. Because I'm not saying that your friend, I'm using that as an extreme. I'm not saying that your friend is bad. But when you know that all the time, the time you want to pray, that's when that friend call you. That person is a demon, let's be honest. The time you want to go to church, that's when they are putting, what's it called? Show me, let's go and hang out. You know, there's this very particular party coming in hush. In fact, I hear that the Oskido is coming and stuff. The time for God, that's when they put that very And you say that person is your friend? In fact, you have never one day tell the person, there is a man called Jesus. He died for you and I. Because why? You are trying as much as possible to allow the system of this world to navigate your thinking. The baddest man, he knows his chance. Number three, which is for me, this is the biggest thing I want somebody to capture. He knows how to negotiate. He knows how to negotiate. He says, as no, I know that I don't know how to work. I don't, and I cannot beg. I don't know hard labor. I know smart labor. I like this guy. You don't understand. I like him. See, I'm, I know you say, but pastor, yo, yes, I like him. The guy is a sharp guy. He knows how to negotiate. He went to meet everybody of his master. And this is negotiating skill. He knows that, okay, the people who owe my boss money, they are not aware that I'm fired. And so because of that, let me take the advantage of their, what you call, the advantage of their not knowing as my advantage. It's like how people like saying about Nigeria. I like saying that thing all the time. I say the thing about Nigeria, we claim we know everything. And do you know why we do that? It's because we know that when we tell you we don't know, whatever you want to give to us, you will not give. So because of that, if you ask us, can we be able to sow cloth? Yes, we can sow cloth. Can you be able to carry this product from here to this? Yes, we can do. Don't you notice Nigeria? Nigerians, I call them, they are general merchandise. They do everything, everything, everything. Give me a clipper now. I will develop an engine mindset and I will, I will, I will cut your hair. Give me a great, give me a, what you call, what's the name of those things you call it? Attachment or Vivon, whatever you guys call it. I will sit down, think with my mind, and I will be able to plate your hair. And if I can't plate your hair, I will come up with a system. All of a sudden, I will create a consulting company. I say, you've consulted me. I'm sending somebody to come and plate your hair. I become a middleman, and yet I collect 500 from you. Give the lady 200 who's coming to make your head. Then I make, I make 300. He was able to negotiate. He knows that if I can reduce the cost from this very particular thing, that this man, when I come back to ask him for favor, he will be able to favor me. He understands the power of negotiation. He knows that everything is not just by binding the devils and stuff. He understands that everything also, it's also by intelligence and divine wisdom on how to operate this. Number four, his mindset wasn't stuck. Even, if, even when he knows that he was wrong, he never had a stuck mindset. Majority of people, the moment that very particular thing happened, for instance, you committed a crime in the company. All of a sudden, they are firing you and stuff. Now you are now coming, you are blaming God. But God, why didn't you protect me? Is God, is it God to ask you to add one zero on that very particular thing that they are firing for? No, let's be honest. Because you guys are very quick to come and make it look as if it's God's problem. No, it's your problem. You have character issue. This man, he knows his mindset. His mindset was not stuck. Despite the fact it was his fault, if you notice, he did not go and meet God and complain to God. He looked for a way. Say, my mind, we can't think. 
There must be a way out. There must be a way out. I mean, there must be a way out. He's a first Corinthians 10 13 guy. This is common. This come, this is common. This challenge is common. God is faithful. He will not allow me to be tempted beyond which I'm able to bear. As long as this one is on my table, there is a way out. There is a way out. He understands that very particular thing. And he was able to put his mindset into practice. He was not locked with the system of the world. Remember, this was a guy that has even the books and the banking details of his boss. And now all that thing has been stripped away from him. Which means that is a mindset that he has as a king. But all of a sudden, he's about to become a pauper. He was not stuck with the king's throne. He also understood that I can be at the ground and wrap my way also to the top. In fact, as a matter of fact, he was at the top, what's it called, in a, in a preview. He knows he's coming down, but while he's coming down, he's building ladders that by the time he gets to the zero level, somebody will stop him at the place of five. Have you been able to afford it? Which means the ability for you to develop good friends, strategic relationship, relationships that are interested in your development, not relationships that are there to just sympathize with you. Oh, show me, they fire you. Oh, I hear you. No, don't worry. And I, this very particular thing we're going to do, if that is if they even try to remind you to take you to church. To say, no, let's go to God and let's go and seek God. But as you are coming to church to seek God, I remember somebody once said to me a few days ago, man of God, I'm believing God for a job. I pray, I want you to pray for me. I ask him, have you sent your CV out? I, for me, I don't waste time. See, I came late in ministry. I came late, so there's no time to play. Have you sent your CV? He's like, no. I just, I said, mm -mm. have you sent a CV out? He's like, no. I said, okay. When you settle down, look for the company that you want to work for. Send your CV to those companies. And when you finish sending your CV, call me. We'll pray. But as long as your CV has not gone out, don't disturb my prayer. I refuse to waste. Those are wasted prayer points. I'm here shouting, Lord, let this guy get a job and stop. But yet he hasn't submitted. Who, so who will call you? Who? The guy understand his mindset wasn't stuck. Even though when he was wrong. Even though, yes, you know that you have committed that crime. You know that, yes, that this very particular thing, Pastor, I'm guilty. There is a grace that is available. The grace that can route you from that very particular weakness and take you to the place of God and take you to the place of prominence and be able to renew your mind so that you don't do that same thing again. Why? It's all about mindset. And number five here, he knows how to accelerate his new possibility quickly and stay clean with people. He knows how to accelerate his new possibility. Like this level where I am, this level of experience that I want, it's not working for me. Now let me find another thing quickly. And that is where our topic for tonight come. Accelerating mindset and compass for a new beginning. Accelerating mindset and compass for a new beginning. This moment, what is the definition of acceleration? I put acceleration here as a definition. That Acceleration. Is the rate at which a velocity changes with time? Let's pause there. Is the rate at which a velocity it changes with time? It does not get stuck. It changes with time, which means the ability for the speed to happens very quickly. This shrewd master knows how to adjust time quickly, and that is who we are as Christ. The moment Jesus know that these very particular mobsters, they are about to kill this very particular woman, the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery, Jesus understands how to accelerate his thinking very quickly. He says, I know these people are here. These dogs, for lack of a better word, these guys are here. I know that their target is not this woman, their target is me. So let me be able to accelerate my thinking faster in five different questions that may want to ask me. The Bible says that Jesus took his pen. I mean, took whatever, whatever he put in his hand and he was writing on the ground. That place he was writing on the ground, he was thinking. He was thinking, okay, what will I say? If I say this and I say this, what other options are they going to put on the table? So he was calculating, he was like, for lack of a better word, Jesus was like a chess player. He could predict their next five questions. And so because of that, he understand the answer to give them. Ability to accelerate 
the rate at which velocity change with time in terms of both speed and direction now that's what acceleration is is the rate at which velocity change with time in terms of both speed and direction also what is acceleration is the act of accelerating the ability for you do you know that when it comes to the business of acceleration you can program your acceleration i will show you from the scripture tonight i pray my time will be able to make us get to that place you you, you will program your acceleration yourself that very particular throne you want to sit that very particular boardroom you want to be that level of executive management you want to control there is a level of acceleration you can put as a programming and when you fortify it so well the earth will have no choice than to create that space for you acceleration then when, when you see people move from one level to another level it is not only by prayer and fasting funny enough it's not even luck it's not favor it is intentional programming that takes them to that place because if you say his favor and his luck, what luck do you want to say Bill Gates had? What luck do you want to say Patrice Motepe had? What luck do you want to say Sir Ramaphosa had? So things are not luck. Things are intentional programming. It is like what you call, what, what they call in, 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 in what is it, physics or stuff, whereby until you put that every product remains at a constant position, until an external force is applied, it remains in a static point. External force needs to be applied. Your acceleration in the month of March and the moving forward for this year had to be compelled by an external force. And also, what is acceleration? Is a change in velocity. Ability for you to change at every point in time. I know they said to you, you are a failure. It is time to tell them, I'm not a failure. God has made me to be a successful one. God has empowered me for me to route the possibility in Christ. Every fullness of God is already on the inside of me. Watch me change my gear. Watch me put the gear from this level to the next level. The ability for me to say no, not according to your dictate, but according to the dictate of God, which is already operational on my inside. It is called a mind shift Thursday. Let's get to look this very particular scripture in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 3 to verse 4. We're talking about acceleration. 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 3 to verse 4. He says here, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Which means God owed nobody anything. All the resources that you ever need, as I'm talking to you, in fact, the guy you want to get married to, the kind of prophecy you want to prophesy, the level and dimension you want to operate in the spirit realm, all that possibility has been released. But there must be something that you need to apply for you to get there. Do you think that the darling thing, funny enough, I remember, and there was a particular Bible school which I finished of recent, and the man of God caught my wife, and she said something to my wife. He said, the thing there about this man, this man we know, to tomorrow we are still shocked that he will become what he is today. But this is a funny thing there. The me that I know before I know myself, Oh, you don't want to come. See, I was like a shrewd man. Let me just use this statement. I was shrewd in business. You cannot come to me. I remember that time, um, I think I was explaining to my wife why everybody think that I'm the, funny enough, one pastor once said, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's quite interesting, quite funny. He said, if Dalitin can do God work, which is there's hope for the devil. I said, hey, am I that bad? But I understand what he was trying to say. I was a guy that was clear with my terms. Because why? I know that the business of radio and the business of media I was doing. If I am not shrewd in my pricing, Ah, we the church. It's the church that would have killed my business. Because the church keep coming to me. Man of God, why don't you associate? We are doing this conference. And please come and associate in this conference. Bring your equipment and everything. Come and do live transmission for us. Now, they are asking me to bring live, but they forget to understand that I have a rental that I pay per month. I have staff that I also need to look. I have bills to pay. Even the streaming company that I'm using, I still need to pay them. But yet you are calling me. Ah, there's a particular point I get to my life. I say, never, never 
It's not, not never. I'm a Christian, but I refuse to be a failure. No, not in my watch. And thank God for God. He paid. Yes, I was he paid. He paid. He paid. As much as I was doing, I remember one of the church I was then. After I finished the whole program, what's it called? Um, we, we collected the contract. We did the contract. I, me, I collect my money. I collect my money straight forward. Collect the money, finish. Right there when they give, because they gave me the money cash. Right there when they gave me the money and stuff, because I was also attending the church. When they gave me the money, I removed my 10%. Man of God, this is my tithe. Remove offering, I gave it to put it on the offering basket, and I put the remaining money in my pocket. I bounce. I'm like, yeah, the rested life is a reality. But at the same time, that money paid bills. It paid bills. It paid bills. The Bible says here, it says, God has given us everything that we need for godly life. We have received all by, by receive all by coming to him. He says, the one who called us to himself by the means of his marvelous glory and excellency. Which means God is a God of excellence. He said, through this, he has given us his precious and magnificent promise. He says, so that through them you may become. If you notice the statement, you may become a partaker of divine nature now that you have escaped the corruption of this world caused by the evil desire. So which means there's a process of becoming. Acceleration is part of the thing that you begin to think. I want to be able to live this kind of spiritual life. What are the things I need to do to get there? What are the process I need to do to engage to that place? Maybe for you, you are currently in the company. And that company, you look at this very particular person that is earning five, what's called, five salary or five figure. You know, sometimes when you forget all this very particular salary, you wonder, is it five figure salary? You know what I'm talking about. Don't make me think my head too much now. I'm a preacher. You want to be able to earn that 10 million rand salary per month. The question I need to ask you, have you taken out the time to spy what that 10 million rand people, what are they doing at that space that you can begin to do now? You don't need to get there to do it. The Bible says, if a man is faithful in little, much will be committed to him. That little they gave you, have you been able to think your way in that one round, what's called, in that one million bill they gave you, for you to be able to do the business? Have you think your way to a 10 million, to the point that when the one million comes into your hand, you are thinking like a 10 million person capacity? 10 million will definitely come. Acceleration happens to everybody, but it depends on your mindset that determines if acceleration will come or not. He now says also in the book of John chapter 1, verse 16 to 18. John 1, 16 to 18. It says, and of his fullness we have received grace for grace. Of the fullness of Christ we have received. Every born again child of God listening to me tonight. You have received the fullness of Christ. He says we have received the fullness. Have we received? He said grace for grace. Which means the grace there. The grace is the, the process to be able to do and in and the grace there the third the second grace is the dimension you want to encounter he said for we have received grace which means ability to do for the grace we desire he says and of his fullness have we received which means we have received the capacity for us to invest we have received the capacity for us to fast to pray to study the word of god to invest in ourselves to read the books for us to go to those seminars do everything we have received grace for grace it said, for law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came to Jesus. It said, for law was given through Moses. I know that majority of us in the church, we always thought that Jesus came with grace. But I'm here to show you tonight. Verse 17 here. He said, for the law was given through Moses. He said, but grace and truth 
came through Jesus. We are quick as the body of Christ to tell you about the grace message. But we are not, we are very slow to tell you the truth. The truth of the gospel of Christ. The truth of the gospel of Christ. Temptations will come. People will want to attack you. People will hate you. You may lose your job. Things that you wanted to come to pass may not come to pass. But there is a truth that sponsors the reality in grace. That is a truth you can bump into that can determine how you move from where you are, accelerate from this place to the next level. Truth and grace. He said, but Jesus, say, but grace and truth came to Jesus. Jesus is the one, he has brought grace, which means things that we know that we don't have ability for us to do. Our sin nature, we cannot remove it by ourselves, but the ability for us to renew our mind is the truth that we have that part to play. He says, no one has seen God at any time, said the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. Which means if Christ has been declared, we also have been declared in Christ. But the truth of what we need to program to take us to where we are, that accelerated grace is on our inside. I pray for somebody tonight under the sound of my voice. The ability for you to own up to your mess up. To own up to your mistake, to own up to your weakness, to own up to your possibility, to own up to anything that matters to your destiny. I release that grace upon your life right now in the name of Jesus. I know that yes, you want to have the what's called, you want to start that very particular business. But have you taken out the time for you to study to understand what is happening? The church ministry that I'm currently doing my, by God's grace with myself and my wife every day. There are some of the members in church, one of them, I don't want to mention their name currently. Well, every time she called, Pastor, what do you think we can do? Pastor, I have this idea. Pastor, this and that. Now, let's be honest. The moment I see that repartee, see, I'm, for lack of a better word, let me bring it in a circular context. I'm a boss. When I see you, that you are constantly, you bought into the vision of the stuff, that your heart is indicting on the matters of what God has committed into my hand, there is no way I will pass idea through you. It's very, see, it's, you don't need, you don't need a trace match. The reason why that person in your company, all the time, your boss always want to do work with that person is because that person has bought into the company. The person has bought into the idea of the company. And the person has shown proven, what you call commitment. The person is settled and grounded. And so when any promotion is coming, the boss, the first thing the person, the boss had to think is that very particular person. Except if there's a devil that will close that very particular person not to be able to get a promotion. But as long as there's no devil anywhere, the person will get the, this thing. No matter, he will get it. He will. He or she, he will. Because why? Grace and truth. You want to get to grace? There is a truth to apply. You want to get to grace? There is a truth to apply. You want to get to grace? There is a truth to apply. And with that being said tonight, let's also look at what is mindset. Because I need you to understand tonight's service is called a mind shift. Regardless of my time, don't worry. If we have to do it part two, we'll do it. Next week, Thursday. Mindset. Now, let's look at mindset. What's a mindset? Mindset, yeah, I put it as a definition. I said it's a mental attitude or an inclination you have accepted as your now. It's a mental attitude or inclination you have accepted as your now. It's a mental attitude. Your mind has been able to program that thing so well to the point that if Jesus said to you that by this time tomorrow you will be able to get 10 million, you will tell Jesus, calm down. I know you're the son of God. It's not possible. Because why? Your mindset is a mental attitude, inclination that you have programmed that is currently operating in your life. Can I say this to everyone tonight listening to me? Everything that you are currently experiencing now has nothing to do with God. 
I know you don't want to hear that truth. Everything that you are currently experiencing now has nothing to do with God, has nothing to even do with prayer and even fasting. It has everything to do with your mindset. If your mindset is poor and you have prayed from now to Timbuktu, dololo, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. What again is mindset? The established set of attitude held by someone. The established set of attitude. You have set this thing that no way, I like me, I'm a church guy, so I'll use church as an example. That no way, me, never, I will never give my title and my offering. Let me see if the pastor will come and remove the money from my bank account. Can I shock you? We don't come. And yet the church is moving forward. And yet you are the one that is not prospering in the kingdom, in the system of God's kingdom finance. Because why? We don't, as a matter of fact, majority of you people, you know, I don't call you. It's none of my business. It's your relationship and your covenant with God. But as far as the promise that sponsored the reality of your financial prosperity in God, if you have established your mind and say, never, I will not do so, it's okay. Do you notice, and this is the thing I want to say tonight, just to be able to clear some certain things. The Bible says, serve me and I will bless your water and your bread. He did not say that if you don't serve him, that you won't have water and bread. You will have your water and bread, but the possibility that the water and bread will not be blessed. Because why? He said, bless, serve me and I will bless your water and your bread. It is in your serving that your water and your bread is blessed. When we talk about serving, ability for you to use your resources to serve God, to use your time to serve God, to use whatever to serve God. Now, when you don't want to do that part, God is not committed to bless. Let's clear this thing. Let's stop lying to you people that no, you see, just come. God make me say lie. If you are not going to serve, the Bible says in the book of Psalm, I think it's Psalm 93, if I'm not mistaken. He says, those that are planted in the house of the Lord. So if you are not planted, forget it. He said, they shall flourish like the cedars of Lebanon. Oh, my internet is misbehaving. I hope that my internet come back quickly. He said, they shall flourish like the cedars of Lebanon. And so he says that, in, that, 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 that their fruit will grow. What am I saying? It takes a mindset for you to be able to set your stage. If your mind is not properly aligned, your stage will never be in view. It takes a mindset for you to be able to set your stage. Your stage for your business. Your stage for your work with God. Your stage for your finance. Your stage for your career. Your stage for your marriage. Whatever currently you are experiencing in that aspect, your mindset is the preview that is sponsoring that reality. Now also one of the things in which I said here, I say is a mindset referred to what you believe. The qualities such as intelligence and talent are fixed or interchangeable. Now, let's look. There are two different types of mindsets. What are the kind of mindsets tonight? Number one, we see what we call the fixed mindset. The fixed mindset. If this is the message I will preach tonight that will make you blessed, trust me, I, will, I love it. <laughs> I love it because the truth of everything you see happening in the body of Christ, the truth of it is the fact that we are all programmed everybody is programmed it's either you are programmed by the word of god or you are programmed by the system of this world everybody is programmed i say something to my wife the other time and some people don't like the statement but the truth of it is this and i'm going to say it here tonight as a caveat everybody on planet earth has a price tag you just need to know what it is you will buy them everybody has a price tag everybody has a price tag and i'm not talking about money some people price tag is love for example, for a woman, love a woman is their price tag. For example, for a man, the price tag for a man is respect. For example, some of them, the price tag is honor. So that's which means when I talk about the price tag, I'm not talking about money only. I'm talking about the ability. What is the purchasing power you have put for yourself that people are using to negotiate you? The purchasing power you have put for yourself that people are using to negotiate you right now. Everybody has a price tag. Now we have two kinds. 
we have a fixed mindset. What is a fixed mindset? This fixed mindset believes that the qualities are inborn, they are fixed, and they are unchangeable. Which means nothing, like nothing. Imagine that shrewd man we use in the book of Luke chapter 16. Imagine if the guy says, oh, my boss is about to fire me. I don't have anywhere to go. My life is stuck. I don't know what to do. And the guy just stayed there alone. He would have died broke, died poor, nothing coming out of the point. Jesus would not even use him as a story. Because I know Jesus liked good things. He would not use him as a story. Forget it. Never. On what grounds now? Jesus is too excellent to use rubbish as a story. No, he will not. But because he saw what this rude guy did, that this guy's mindset was not fixed. His mindset was willing to change. And so there are some of us tonight, the ability for us to begin to unchange, like Adolf, what's it called? I think it's called Alvin Toffler. Alvin Toffler said, I don't think of a man who is not better of the way he was yesterday than he is today. If your yesterday is better than your today, then there's a problem. Also, one of the quotes in which he says, he says, a man that is full of wisdom is a man that is willing to learn, to unlearn and to relearn. Ability for you to see, no mindset is fixed. You only fix it. No mindset is fixed. As far as mindset is concerned, it can be changed. Something program what you are correctly experiencing. Have you taken out the time to look at that thing? Why is my life the way it is? Why is my business the way it is? Why is my work with God the way it is? Take it, take, take one aspect at a time and look into it. Like the Bible says, watch into it, then begin to pray. If you notice that it is prayer, see, let, let me say this tonight. Not everything is answerable to prayers. Some certain character, let's, let's, let's be honest, you are busy sleeping with another man's wife. I mean, sleeping with another man's husband, whatever, yeah. As a female, you are busy sleeping with another man's husband. And you are praying, God, remove me from this man. I rebuke everything that is making me to love to go to this man's house. Stop going to his house, as simple as that. Just stop going. I don't understand the prayer you're praying. Just stop. Like, just stop. Stop. Like, stop. Hey, Baba, stop. That's all you need to do. Stop. You are sowing a seed for your future. And you wonder tomorrow why you're not married? And you bring that problem to come and meet us in church. Where our church is called the rested life. You are bringing stress. And yet our church is called rested life. It's for you to enjoy rest. But yet thank God that you, at least you are waking to your consciousness. You bring such problem for me. I'm very quick. Thank God for the wisdom of God upon my life. I can say it boldly. God give me. It's okay. Thank God for the wisdom. I will see. Let's review. What is the problem? When I discover that uh, you want to get married. You are sleeping with another man's husband. Or another man's or another woman's whatever they call it something that is not your own why are you stealing you can eat the food tomorrow so why are you stealing for it today no come down mindset what is again let's look at the growth mindset remember number one we have the fixed mindset the growth mindset the fixed mindset says everything is inborn i am the way i am i cannot change you know this is how i am i am melancholy you know those those star signs sometimes i get confused <laughs> I get confused. I am, I am, some say I am, is it Idris or whatever they call it. Some says I am this and go. It's okay. If you now carry that, because I see a lot of people will not even buy newspaper, checking their star sign, and you are wondering what if a newspaper can give you a star sign, and yet the Bible says you are the image and the likeness of God, but yet you prefer a newspaper. Do you see that is mindset? The newspaper is telling you that this is who you are. And yet my Bible says you are the image of God. He said, for as he is, so are you on this earth. He says, the possibility and everything is on your inside. But you refuse to carry this one. You choose to go with star size. And you wonder why your star is, in, why your star is not even in view. Eh? Let's look at number second one, the growth mindset. The growth mindset, they believe that these abilities can be developed and strengthened by a way of commitment and hard work. A growth mindset, they believe that these abilities can be developed. The ability to develop. The ability to develop. See, 
The Darlington, let me use myself as an example. The Darlington you are seeing now here currently, the Darlington, even me, I'm a shock to myself. At least if I say that way, it makes sense. I mean, me, I'm shocked. The reason why I'm shocked is because, ah, like that pastor said to me, <laughs> if God can use the Darlington, anything is possible, hey, there is still hope for the devil. Because why? Can I say this to you? With all due respect and humility to God Almighty and to make sure that at least my call is proven, even with all that part, with my shrewdness in business, people who know me very well will tell you, I am still a man that goes after the heart of God. I am still a man. Funny enough, I feel like cracking this very particular joke because my, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a secret between me and my wife, but it's okay. Really? No, it's not a huge secret. Come down. <laughs> my wife just shout, Really? <laughs> You can't blame her. She wonder what the hell is the secret? Because it's my husband. Sometimes he doesn't know what secret is. Okay. I remember this day, and I'm not saying don't do I'm not saying do it. Don't do it. Oh. Don't. I'm begging you, don't do it. Uh -huh. So I put a disclaimer, don't. Should I say it? It's okay. It's okay. I remember one time, there's a particular Bible of mine that I have at home. And so that very part, my wife is already laughing because now she knows where I'm going to. <laughs> that very particular Bible. <laughs> it was so funny. I was in the world, busy doing shenanigans. Going to a club, it was a club, no lodge, because it's not club. Let me say it waiting. I was in a lodge, you know those Mangahu lodge or whatever lodge they call it, I can't even remember. In my madness, I will use the word madness because I don't want to say anything because I know your mind is already thinking. In my madness, as much as I was doing all those madness, I still had the Bible. In fact, guess what? I bought a Bible that day, took a Bible. When as we were busy doing safari, I was quoting scripture for I say, so am I in this world. But as much as I was doing that, I had to get to a point in my life. I said, this is nonsense. I'm playing games. It's not going to work. You know that you are committing crime. You are doing lucre. You are doing hitry. You are doing what you call shoot and miss. And yet you are thinking that it's going to happen. No. I get to a point. I said, Darlington, stop playing games. It's not working. And guess what? As much as I'm confessing Christ for the fact that my mind is not aligned with the things of Christ, I was still in pain trying to find love from where I'm not supposed to find it from. But until I get to the point where I change my mind, thank God for God and thank God for mindset. My wife popped out like a magic poop. As she popped out, I know. I didn't bother. I just like, dude, let's run this race. Growth mindset. Growth mindset believe that this can be developed and strengthened. Now there's a condition for a growth mindset by a way of commitment. Are you committed to see your life grow? And also hard work. It is not, not soft work. Hard one, hard one. Ability to wake up and pray. The blessability of fasting. Studying the word of God. Confessing your righteousness in Christ Jesus. Going for seminars. Reading books. Studying. Doing everything. It's a hard work. The level of dimension you are correctly seeing operating in my life. Trust me and I can point men of God who will be a witness to me. I study. You have no clue. Woo. Study. For instance... Normally, that's what, at the church, we have a rested life, prayer, and fasting. My wife will tell you, Pom Blanc, she's my, she's my go-to witness. I don't do three days. I don't. Because why? The moment you guys are coming to pull the grace that I carry on my inside, I need to be filled in the spirit so that when I come, I don't need to be shouting, who are you? You know those, those, those where you are binding the devil, you ask the devil, what's your name? What's my business? The Bible says, rebuke the devil and he shall flee. I have no business to ask you, what's your name? Where, where did you come from? I see that your tree is there. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> rebuke the devil. And it shall flee from you. So the ability for me to load myself in the things of God, either in prayer and in fasting, and in studying to know who I am. My wife will tell you, Point Black, I'm a student. Student. This, this year alone, this year, where we are in this year now, I think we're in March. Yeah, this year, March. I already have two certificates to back my ministry work. Two. This year. This year. I've just finished reading a book just this week. If I think this morning. I've already picked another one to read. Mindset. I'm programming it. 
if I want to accelerate, what so I am telling you what your pastor is doing. I'm not only really just telling you what I read from the book, I'm telling you what your pastor, I am doing it. That's why you see what you are seeing. I don't do magic, I do the things I understand grace and I understand truth. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verse 7. We all know that scripture very well. Say for as a say for as a man thinketh in his heart. He says, So is he. He says, Eat and drink. Says he to thee, but his heart is not with you. They come to church, but they are not in church. They want to come and be your friend, but their heart is not with you. For as a man thinketh in his heart, your thinking at the moment is the reality you are seeing, you are going to see for tomorrow. Whatever you are thinking now, looking at me, you are looking at this pastor, just finish a beggar. Pastor, let me 25 minutes to go. Service will end. Let me just finish and go and watch my generation. No, what is this generation? No, what is, what is one for seven o'clock? I'm trying to remember the name now. Yeah, yeah? Yeah, that one. Rivers. Is it Rivers or whatever? Rivers, yeah, that one. Pas just finish. Pastor, make sure you finish by five minutes too so that I can on my TV because now I'm this white mindset. Say, for as a man thinketh in his heart, there are some of you currently now as you are listening to me, your mind, your mind has been renewed. You are removing the things that you know that you need to remove so that your life can be able to amount to the things that God has already marked for you. But until you take ownership of your life, take ownership of your being, take ownership of even your tomorrow. You see, one of the things I don't, I don't like airport. Another thing my wife will tell you, I don't, <laughs> I don't like airport. She's laughing. Because why? Two million people can be in airport, but it's only at the boarding gate you know who is traveling. Five people can escort one, escort or see, English. Five people can see somebody off to the airport. And there's only one person that is traveling. So airport, everybody's at the airport. But at the boarding pass, we know who is traveling. It's who have the ticket that can enter that plane to their destination. And the ticket comes with price. The ticket comes with a pay. The ticket comes with sweat and blood. The ticket, the airport is a place that separates those who are going to destination and those who are just following people to their destination airport experience i pray anyone tonight that is currently having an airport experience where you are seeing people making it in life and yet you are not making it i break that yoke off your neck in the name of jesus it is high time for us to awake high time for a week what else again another thing that i want to put tonight i'm just doing the background don't worry another thing also i want us to look into what is mindset what is forming our mindset there are two things that forms our mindset and those two things also applies also with us as a church. With us as a church. And the reason why I'm saying this, for example, I think because we are, we are a new church as a church, Platform Church is a new church, practically, I think I'll just say that this month, last month, yeah, this is our second Sunday, fully. As far as we've been doing online for the past one year. So our door just opened. So for those of you who are listening to me for the very first time, if you, want to, if you are looking for a Bible-based believing church, a church that will talk the truth and at the same time show you the grace, a church that will teach you how to run the natural, but at the same time also employ you to do the supernatural. I, I think, not I think, I know that the only church I can do that now, the mic is in my hand, it is called Platform Church. Platform Church is located at Rodeport. You can visit us at platformchurch.co.za and you will see who we are. Simple, simple church. We are simple guys. We don't have stress. We just want to do God in the simplicity. But the truth of it is the fact that we understand things, that what actually form people's mindset. Two things. Number one, how they were raised. How, see, I like saying this to people. Whoever introduced Jesus to you has a major role to play in what you experience concerning Jesus. I'll say it again. Whoever introduced Christ, introduced salvation to you, has a major role and a major effect in your life on how you see this Jesus we're talking about. 
Because if the person tells you this Jesus can kill, can destroy, so imagine they tell you that how do you want to go back and route to a God who kills and destroys? How do you want to? They tell you that the Jesus can give sickness and diseases. And the Jesus also, he will want to punish you for you to be able to get one, two, and three. How do you want to go and meet that Jesus for him to be able to help you? If it's me, I will not hear you. Let's be honest, I'm a sharp guy. He kills and destroys. It's okay, I'm not coming. Okay. Let me just, let me know that okay, life kills me and destroys me. Whoever introduced, why? The way we are raised. If we are raised to say we don't have any way in Christ Jesus, that's why we constantly believe that the way of the world is bigger than the way of the church. That's why we constantly believe that the government has influence over with the church instead of with the church to have influence over the government. That's why we begin to believe that it is only the world system that can guarantee our prosperity and not the system of God because why? We've been raised to believe in a certain way. We've been raised to believe that this is how it needs to be done. And also what is again is the second point? Life experiences. Life, life, see, experience is a bad teacher. I don't call it a, it's a bad teacher. It can leave you a mark that you will never recover from. We have a lot of people currently now with the body of Christ, whereby at the moment, they don't even know what to do with themselves. Life has given them big down. How do you want to go and preach? Let's be honest. Let me use this platform and stuff. It's okay, I'm a pastor. How do you want to go and preach to a lady who was raped by a pastor? And yet, you want the lady to come to your church as a pastor? No, let's, let's be honest. How? It will take the lady for her one to be able to reformat her mind. For her to understand that yes, that even the body of Christ, there are goats and dogs that are still in the body of Christ. The church is like a hospital. Everybody is just responding to sickness. I mean responding to treatment. Even the pastor also, we are all not perfect. So it takes a mindset for you to understand that as I'm coming to this church, called platform church, I am going to seek the God of the rested life. Not the one, Darlington, not, not Darlington I'm going to seek. I am using the God of the rested life, a church that I know that carries the integrity of God. That's why we see, because of life experience, a pastor will fall or a pastor will commit a crime. The members are like, yo, God, yo, God, yo. All of a sudden, they are, they are doing yo, 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 yo. Why? Because you've not found God for yourself experience of life has now become the thing that is coming that is talking to you you've not found god for yourself if your pastor tomorrow you meet your pastor in the i'm not saying pastors should do that honestly i'm just saying i'm giving an example so that you grow we are talking about accelerating here we are talking about mindset we are talking about compasses we are talking about the new reality we want to experience in christ we are talking about the rested life it's a reality for you if we don't tell you this truth Imagine if you go and you meet your pastor with another woman or another guy. That is if your pastor is a female or a male. You meet your pastor sleeping with somebody that is not their partner. Will you still want to serve God? Or you will say for this man, for the fact that this one is doing this, then it's okay. God is not real. Really? You think that the whole totality of God can be routed by just your one pastor? Calm down. Calm down. Fixed mindset. Fixed mindset. Fixed mindset. Luke chapter 2, verse 15. I mean, Luke 2, Luke 2 verse 52. Luke 2 52 the Bible says and Jesus grew in wisdom which means what was he saying to us that the prototype of Jesus was a man that as much as he was full also God he also understand that he needs to grow in the wisdom of this world and how to navigate the possibility he was his mindset wasn't just locked his mindset was also open his mindset was willing to accept his mindset was willing to accept change when things are happening in this time do you know why for example i like saying this do you know why all the time you see and jesus says for i am the bread of life for we use tree use orange use fruit and stuff because why those are the things that was available in jesus time jesus was eating bread he was eating orange there was a grape if jesus is in south africa possibility that he might say i am the pap of life or i am the shakalaka of life or i am the whatever and stuff because why in his days what you see in the bible is a context textual stuff 
And so because of that, he grew in his understanding. And the Bible says, he grew in wisdom and in status, which means he was balanced, he was not shaking. And because of his ability to grow and his ability to be balanced and not moved, the Bible says now, this is the result of it. He found favor with God and also found favor with the people. He found favor with God and also found favor with the people. No wonder the Bible makes us to understand. It says that in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, see my time is going, Romans chapter 12 verse 2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you notice, it says, do not conform to the patterns, which is as a patterns of this world that is currently making you not to experience the fullness of what God is in you. The pattern of this world that is making you not to capture the reality that's currently sitting on your inside. The day you gave your life to Christ, because I'm building foundation tonight, possibility next week, I'm going to show you how to. These men in the Bible, how did they program their way? Because there is what to do. This accelerating, it has a what to do. Whereby if you do it with consistency, you will just be growing. I am a living testimony to that. But before we get there, he said, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Which means as far as God is concerned, if your mind is not in view with the system of God, God is not committed to coming to help you. You need to be able to renew your mind. The business of the renewing fall in your hand. The patterns of the things, and how do you renew it? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and constant hearing of the word of God. Ability for you. Thank God that the church is open. Now that the church is open, some of you, you are not even coming. In fact, during lockdown, some of you have even forgotten where your Bible is. We need to ask you where it is. As I'm talking now, maybe some of you are going to download the Bible on your phone so that you have a phone Bible. But what is it? He said, be transformed by the renewing of mind. He said that then you may be able to test. Which means there is a test that will come. That your ability for you to know what to do. So that you may be able to test and prove what is good what is god's will in his good pleasing and perfect will because why temptation will come my dear i'm not going to you see this month of acceleration there are some certain steps that you want to take that the devil will not be the devil will be very angry he will send me out to come he will send stuff to come and buffet you but have you taken out the time for you to renew your mind to the point that when the enemy comes out no matter how they come in you have built a fortitude whereby you are not moved you know too well God in me is better than this in the world. You know too well for as he is in me, so I am. I mean, as he is in heaven, so I am. You know too well that greater is in me than the devil that is trying to use them. You know too well that my word carry power. You know too well that the faith of God on the inside of you can rout anything because why? You have built the fortitude. The reason why we faint, I mean, why we faint when tribulation comes, the Bible says, it said because your faith is small. Not the faith of Christ, not the faith of your pastor. Your faith is small. Your faith is small. The day you fail in the days of adversity, your faith, read the scripture, it said, thy faith is small. Not the faith of your pastor. Not the faith of your bishop. Thy faith is small. Another thing also we can see, a huge example when it comes to the issue of the mind, I think I'll use that one tonight and just see if I can be able to quickly finish this one. What is the huge example when it comes to the mind? But Jesus used a particular parable in the book of Mark chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 20. It's a long read. I will just paraphrase tonight. Mark chapter 4. You can take your time. Write it down. Mark chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 20. Mark chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 20. Mark chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 20. The Bible here says, I mean, the Bible was talking about the story of um, the sower who went about, he was sowing. And the Bible says some fell on the wayside. Some fell on the stony side. 
some fell on thorns and some fell on good ground but do you notice that jesus was trying to explain this very particular thing to his disciple that these very particular ones who fall by the wayside these very particular things that happens is the fact that the mind of the people were not strong enough to be able to capture for instance four kind of minds that we currently have four kinds of mind let's look at the four kinds of mind that maybe that will be what i will end for tonight then at the same time also next week thursday we will now look at the compass and now begin to look at what to do in terms of be able to program our acceleration four kinds of minds that we have number one we have the wayside mind the wayside mind coming from mark chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 20 the wayside mind now these are the wayside mind these are the people that come to church and they, they, they come to church too but they will still tell you what will be will be you know ah see let's just let's see what will be will be they forget to understand that the ability for them to change their reality is on their in their life the ability to program what god wants for them is already on their inside the possibility that god has routed through jesus christ is sitting on their inside but yet they still tell you what will be will be that's why what is what will be is currently being in your life because why your mindset has accepted anything goes one of the things in which I put here, I say these are the people that says, I don't care, I don't mind. What will be, will be. And this is the funny thing. Satan like Satan does not have sleepless nights. So that doesn't even bother with these words. Because Satan knows that this sister or this brother are going to church. Ah, don't worry. We'll wait for the person. The Satan doesn't even need to wait for, for you to get home. On the road. That's why it's called the wayside mind. On the road. As you just come out, as you're going to car, you forget. They ask you what's the preaching. Powerful message. What did your pastor preach? Wonderful. What, do, what is the topic? You need to get a CD. Probably no. He preached online. Go on YouTube. You will see it there. Wayside believer. Are you a wayside mind this very particular month? Are you going to be a wayside believer? Where your pastors are preaching currently now, the Lord is speaking to you and you are saying, whatever. You know that thing? That whatever thing is that affected even us in church. Whatever. You, sometimes you don't even say the whatever to your pastor or the whatever to the message. Your action is already saying whatever. 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 Number two also we see there. We see the number two mind. We see the mind that we call them the rocky or the stony mind. These ones, I call them the stubborn mind. Now, this very particular guys now is very interesting. This mind, they will receive the word. They collect it. They hear powerful message. What's the title? And God said, or what's the title? Macelerating mindset and compass. They know the title. But this is the thing. When small challenges come, just because they are going home and their tire burst is a problem. That message has busted out of their life. I'm using that one as a small challenge. Or maybe as they are leaving the church and somebody step on their feet, that annoyance will make them, do you know who I am? Do you think I am your mate? All of a sudden, they are coming, well, do you know, do you know, do you know? Now, those ones, they are called the stony stroke, there's, what you call, so the rocky mindset. What is it? They receive the message with gladness. But when small challenges come, their focus has shifted. They are not centered and grounded. They are not focused on the things that God wants them to activate. They are not focused on the rested life in Christ Jesus. Yes, it's a good thing they hear. As a matter of fact, I like these very particular guys. They are the ones that stand in church. Tell them, tell them. They are the tell them members. Pastor, tell them. Or maybe they are the ones. Go deeper. And after they finish, ask them what is the deeper you want the pastor to do. What is the deeper the pastor is saying? They cannot tell you anything. Because why? The Bible says here that as much as they can receive the word, that small challenges will come just because you could not pay your rent all of a sudden god is a bad god just because your child is sick all of a sudden why is god punishing me just because small thing that happened you now begin to insult the god that gives you the life that you're currently breathing the opportunity for you to be able to use that time you know that story we said in the book of luke chapter 16. i read that scripture because i want it to be my base for this very particular because jesus also said he said i want you to be like this shrewd master so i am using the shrewd master in the light of christ to make you see all of a sudden just because things are not going well 
you give up on yourself give up on life and even give up on the people who are there who god has positioned to help you just simply by small anger small annoyance that you've not even proven but yet you hold it so strong the stony mindset number three we have the tons mindset the tons mindset the tons mindset spelled t-h-o-r-n-s the tons mindset i said these are the ones that they receive the world they receive the word of god in their insight but as they receive the word their mind is still programmed with the affairs of this world that these are the ones whereby they want to serve god at the same time they want to serve the world system now this one is even more dangerous because the bible says that if you if if, if you are neither hot nor cold they say i will spit you out which indirectly what is saying there that i will not be able to commit myself to you because you are not wholeheartedly committed to me the spitting out does not mean that he's going to abandon you or disappoint you or negate you no when you come back fooling him he will come to you back see god is a jealous god even me as a man if my wife will love me and love somebody else is a problem he said, if me, I know. That one, I know. You, my wife, if I dare, I, it's not, I know one, I can't cheat. Secondly, deal break of my wife cheating. It's not going to happen. But what is it? It does not make sense. You call Jesus your lover. Then all of a sudden, you are loving the word system. Now, that's the turn mindset. What did I say here? I said, they hear the word of God, but the affairs of this word is louder than anything of God in them. They want to impress. They want ownership. They want to show. Now they've heard God to say, be humble. They don't, that hum humility is not in their ear. Humble, huh, what? They don't want to hear that. Say, do you know? Now, they, now this is a funny thing. With such people, they know scripture that will empower their ego and pride. They are quick to tell you, do you know that the Bible says, I should be the light of the world and I'm the salt of the earth. And you're wondering, what have you salted? Because currently now there is coronavirus and yet you've not salted the solution to that virus. So calm down, eh? You've not salted, just relax. But they look for something from the Bible. See, if you want to find anything from the Bible, you'll find it. Anything, you'll find it. They are quick to do that. But the last mindset for tonight is the good mindset. And I pray that everyone tonight under the sound of my voice will be this good mindset. What do they do? This mindset, you've listened to the prayer from on the first, on the second, and on the third. And today is on the fourth. What is the mindset saying? The mindset is saying that they hear the word. They accept it. They make adjustment and do what the word says. They hear the word. They accept it when adjustment is needed. They do the adjustment. And the end of it, according to the scripture there, the Bible says, and they bear much fruit. What are the fruits there? When your mind begins to grow to some certain level, you get to a point you begin to operate on the 30. You begin to operate on the 60. Or you begin to operate on the 90. You begin to operate on the 100. And there's so many more. Because why? You are now beginning to train your mind to capture the reality that this year is my year of moving forward. This month is my month of going forward. And if it has to be done, it is up to me. If it has to be done, it is up to me. My question for you tonight what kind of mindset are you carrying are you carrying the mindset that keeps complaining that jesus does not want anything good to happen in your life or you are carrying the mindset that says no matter what is happening in christ there is a way out I, i'll repeat again do you have the mindset that says jesus does not want anything good to happen to me or you carry the mindset that says no matter what is happening in christ there is a way out i want you to be on your feet tonight you've listened to the word of god i will stop for here tonight because of my time You've listened to the word of God. Next week, Thursday, please don't miss this one because we'll be talking about compass. What is the compass doing? And also, at the same time, also, we'll be looking at seven things you have to do to qualify for acceleration. I know that you have prayed. You don't want to miss next week Sunday. You, I mean, next week, Thursday, sorry. You don't want to miss next week Thursday. There are seven things that you can do that can qualify you for acceleration. 
about seven things you have to do it so tonight you're going to be your mount father i bring my mind before you whatever my mind needs to be able to capture you know as the message is going on you know you see your fault open your mouth and begin to repent lord i want this acceleration to happen to me I want you to take me before kings and not be men. I want my gift to be at the corridor of every influence. But if it's my character that I need to change, if it's my ideology, the things that has been embedded in my mind, Lord, empower me with the voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, give me the grace to change my thinking. Give me the grace to change my mind. Give me the grace for me to be able to route the possibility in Christ. Lord, the grace in me, Lord, let it speak louder than my fears. Let it speak louder than my anxiety. Open your mouth and begin to pray. There is a grace available for you. If you come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I don't know how to do this, but I need your help. We have a helper called the comforter. The person of the Holy Spirit will come true for you. Open your mouth and just say, Lord, I call for the helpers. Today is mind shift towards the Lord. My mind is shifting from where it is to the place that it needs to be, Lord. Help me tonight change my mind help me to change my mind give me the grace to know what to do at every point in time empower me with the wisdom from on high open your mouth and begin to pray Lord, I pray for your children. I pray for your sons and your daughter tonight. Father, every one of them that is currently struggling, Father, in the place of their mind. Some of them had a fixed mind. They have no clue that this fixed mind is what is currently happening to them. It is changing their narratives and making them not to operate in the Christ that you are in them. Lord, I pray for everyone tonight under the sound of my voice, currently struggling with their mind. Lord, empower their eyes to be enlightened to see in the name of Jesus. Lord, every forces that is speaking contrary to the will of God concerning their life. Lord, I destroy those forces tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, as they go home tonight, let the wisdom of God, O oh Lord, encamp around about them. Let their life, O oh Lord, see the things of God. Empower them to know that with you on their side, they are majority in the world. To you will give all the glory. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.